Blog Talk Radio. listening to this podcast. Welcome. This is the Kitty Bella Show podcast. As always, I am your host, Katrina Goodlett, otherwise known as Kitty Bella. So today I have the honor of having someone very near and dear to my heart, my mother, Geodora Johnson, who is on the line. Say hi to the audience, mom. Hello. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you're at, blessings, family. Yes, thank you, Mom, for that. How are you feeling today? You ready? You're ready for this first interview by your daughter? I'm so ready. And thank you for giving me the honor of sharing my experience as being your mother. Absolutely. I think it's going to be very enlightening and very important and I'm just so happy I got to spend this weekend with you. I love you. If I don't say it or I haven't said it, and I'll say it again and again. I enjoyed our time this weekend, and I hope you did too. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, I love you to life. And uh, I just thank you for giving me some of your time, you know, at this important stage in your life. So, Thank you. We are actually, everyone, just to give you some background, in my mother's house, but I'm in my sister's room um, recording this, and my mom's in her room. So we're, like, in the same house right now, talking like we're not together, but we are together. I spent the weekend with her, and we just had an amazing time, and it was just fun. And I'm leaving today, but I was like, oh, my God. Um, I'm, like, thinking about potential guests, and I was like, I've never – um, interviewed my mom. I was actually supposed to do this interview with my mom back in 2015, um, but I got caught up doing so much other things that it never materialized. And then, of course, as you all know, I took my, my long hiatus. And then the other day, I was contemplating future guests. And for this new season, I was like, duh, whatever happened to your mother? So here we are. It only took four years. <laughs> So for those of you who are wondering why I would interview my mom, I chose to interview her because I truly believe she can provide insight on how to navigate as a black parent in loving your child who happens to be trans. It was not an easy road for us. We made it here, and I truly think our experience can help other parents and children out there. So with that said, because you know this is a shorter format, we're not doing the hour-long format conversations anymore, so we only got about 20-something minutes. So I'm going to... um try to keep us 
in straight and lateral, mom. Um, my first question, though, to you, mom, is at the beginning of the time I started living in my truth at 15 years old, um, you were very concerned for me and expressed uh, many reservations about my changes. What were you most fearful of as a parent and guardian of a trans child? My major fear was that, well, my concern with you was that you weren't going to be truthful truthful with others. And my major concern was that someone would act violence on you. And so I, you know, I'm a praying woman, so I, that kept me in so much prayer that no one would uh, take it the wrong way of how you are because um, during that time, it was a lot of violence against uh, uh, the LGBT community and um <laughs> That was my major fear, and and I just wanted you to be safe. Um, that um, thank you for sharing that. And the thing that sort of stood out to me at the beginning when you started talking is that you said that you were um, concerned, like that I wouldn't be uh, truthful. I'm just curious as to why you thought maybe that I wouldn't. Um, be truthful? Did you think that I would try and to I, hide myself out of shame or out of fearfulness? Well, out of guarding uh, your safety, I mm. thought that um, make, that was number one. And then also that you were trying to figure yourself out. So I, maybe yeah. you didn't understand how you should come across to others. And what you you were trying to figure yourself out, so try to, you know, as as you know, we evolve. So right. you might think you're one way, and then you're coming out another way, and so you know, in figuring yourself out, you come across to people in different ways, and then they might might remember you as another way. So. Just being, you know, as truthful as you can to yourself first. You know, that was what I always wanted. And as you know, as I was a teenager, you know, I was often out running the streets, you know, making up for sort of lost time, you know, because you were very protective of me when I was younger. But as I became a teenager, I know I was um, a little wild. But um, were you fearful, like, Every time I stepped outside, literally, I know we didn't talk about it during this time because there were so many other things we were dealing with, but were you, I just, I'm curious for you to think back on this. Every time that I would go out for the evening, were you always fearful that I wouldn't come back? No, I can't say I felt fearful. I Because you were pretty grounded. At least that's how you appeared to me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I didn't know, and I didn't. I didn't have a fear like you were out there wild, and that's one thing I was proud about. Like you, you to me, you were pretty grounded, and you know now I know that you know 
teenagers, they go out and they do their thing. But I mm-hmm. based it on how you were at home. You know, you were very level-headed. You you, you knew basically what, what direction you wanted to go in life and things like that. So I wasn't that fearful. But um, mm. a few things that happened that gave me a little concern, like when um, you got into your first car accident and things like that. But mm, mm. I I wasn't really that concerned that you know that you weren't making the right decisions. Now I know that means you discussed recently the the When They See Us documentary by Ava DuVernay, and I know we talked about how much we loved it. And one of the things that I brought up was the scene with Niecy Nash with Corey Wise's um, mother. Niecy Nash played his mother in the docuseries, right. and I told you that the scene that really resonated with me, all of it resonated with me, but the scene that really resonated with me was the scene where she told uh, Corey Wise's, um, her daughter, Corey Wise's sister, uh, who was played by Isis King, she tells her, like, you're not going to be in my house anymore, and you got to, like, get it together, and I told you it resonated with me because we had that similar experience where you sort of, like, laid sort of the gauntlet down and was like, what are you doing here? Are you gay? Are you trans? And I'm just curious to know what sort of allowed you to sort of move past that because we were able to move past that sort of pivotal point where I could have been out in the street and been homeless and dealt with all of that um, had I been willing to go there, which I probably was at that point. Um, How were you able to just say, no, I'm going to love my child? And accept them. What what I remember as the turning point for me of acceptance was when you said to me, Ma, do you think I chose to be this way? I would not Mm. choose to be this way. And when you said those words, it hit me in my heart like, this is my baby. I have to think of what she's going through. Did I think of me first? And so that really touched me when you said that. And I had to stop all my thoughts to listen to what you were saying. So, wow. So we did get past that point, um, um, and things were... Um, definitely uh, improving. And there was a time when I enrolled in college around 2000, I really started to feel like you started to really see the real potential in me as a trans adult. Um, I mean, bearing the, this was sort of around the time with the car accident that you just referenced. But um, that aside, that me crashing my first car on the Charborough Bridge aside, that was a mess. Um, when did you realize that your baby was going to be okay? You, like I said, you were so mature, so you always carried yourself with assurance. And you had such a confidence that mm. I could not re- reject you. I mean, you were on the cheerleading squad, and you never shared all the things that you went through 
But right. I know you had to go through a lot. But you just was determined and you moved ahead with being yourself, living your truth, that I had to go right along with it. And I had mm. to be one of your top supporters. Because mm. you're still my child, and I had to be there backing you up. But yeah. you you, yeah. you, you paved that way. You made it possible. And and if nothing else, I, I hope the trans community get that. They have to be their number one uh, 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 pushers. They have to forge mm. through whatever uh, 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 things that they may go through or Obstacles. however the world, mm-hmm. yes, may see them. Because people will follow your lead. And you have been Absolutely. a leader. Ashe, thank you, thank you. I remember um, with that said, um, it's very important that you talk about being people being their own leaders. Um, but I remember at one point in 2001, you encouraged me to step my game up if I wanted to legally be seen as a woman. And you encouraged me. Um, I remember you gave me that pamphlet, and inside of it, uh, was Callan Lord, and you're like, you know, this place might be helpful. They might have hormones, you know, that they can help you obtain. Um, and you pushed me to get my name changed legally. Um, it's good. To, I, I I understand the leadership part, but how important is it for a parent to be supportive and sort of provide these resources to their kids? Because I knew I wanted to change my name. I just didn't quite know how. I knew I wanted to go on hormones, but I. You know, I wasn't, like, I wasn't in the community, so I wasn't like I was around other trans people who were taking hormones, and it was like, okay, let me just go to her, and she'll give me her hormones. It was sort of like, you know, I was in my own little, like, New York City bubble um, in the hood. So, you know, how, how important is it for a parent to save their children not surrounded by the community and not surrounded um, by other trans people? How important is it for them to be a, a, a tool or a resource to their kids? It's very important, and I would say to parents that the joy that you had when you had when you first birthed your child. And Katrina is my firstborn, and so that was ultimate joy. My other children are joy, but she was like the ultimate joy. And if you can remember when you have your first child, it was like you want everything for this child. And so Mm. you have to keep that in mind. Like this is the child that my hopes and my dreams are invested in. And you raise that child like that. And so to me, Katrina fulfilled all those hopes and dreams. Whatever that she may go through, physically, emotionally, mentally, I invested in her. And she's fulfilling all of that I invested in her. And so that how she behaves is how I have to meet her. Even Mm. if she makes mistakes. 
I mm-hmm. have to be the mm-hmm. encouraging. I I have to give her the faith that I have that everything is going to be fine. And she has continued to carry that. Mm. So in 2012, um, I started really coming into my awareness, as you know, Mom, um, as a trans black person in this country. And I started becoming more active on social media and being outspoken in the LGBT community. And in fact, during that time, I created the hashtag TGirlsRock, T-boy, hashtag TBoysRock, and it was a clothing campaign to help empower trans people via clothing. Something I will never forget was going to the Philadelphia Health Conference that year and vendoring a table with my clothes. And guess who was by my side? You, Mommy. And that yeah. really meant so much to me. Serious. That was Say that, oh, again. that was that was a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. And that um, really meant so much to me. Go ahead, go ahead, talk about it. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, it was just supporting my child. I mean, I know you you see things as and um gendered but I see things as this is my child. And if whatever my child is having is is in a business, I want to support my child in the growth of her business, in the growth of her dealing with the community, whatever my child is doing. It's not so much supporting you as a transgender, but as my child. Mm. That it, that really meant so much to me at that time, Mom, because it was like going beyond the acceptance of me and going beyond being able to just use the correct pronouns, um, which to me seems so basic at this point. That's like parenting of trans children 101. Um, but my point in sort of bringing this up is like what you said, is just being there for your child. And how important do you think is uh, that for parents to support their kids' business, visions and dreams, even when it may not be um, what they don't quite understand. You have to trust. You have to trust your children to mm-hmm. know what they want in life, even if you may not agree. Because sometimes you have something basic like a parent want a child to be a doctor, but they want to be a teacher. But you still have to support them. So Correct. just support children and what they want to do in life. You were very active in the community, and I gave my uh, opinions. I gave my uh, input into mm-hmm. what you were going through or what, uh, uh, things that were good and what things weren't so good, but mm-hmm. I trust that you make the decision, and then I I'm there to support you, not to say right. don't do that, don't do this, because my experience is not your experience, and we as trans uh, 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 parents just have to be there for our children. Remember, they're our children; they're the ones that. We birthed, or even the ones that we didn't birth, but 
whoever we call our children, be there for them. Mm. And even you could Mm -hmm. take on children that don't parents don't know how to support them. You can support others. But the main thing is to give them what you would give any child. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up because you've done that in your life. You led that example um, by taking on the responsibility of being a parent um, to children who you did not birth. And so I just want to put that out there because um, that's often left out in the discussion, especially for trans people because um, a number of us, you know, unfortunately just um, are not able to experience that. You know, some of us do and some of us don't. Um, but many of us, unfortunately, don't for many reasons. And so um, I say that to say you don't have to, of course, uh, birth a child to be a parent of a child. And I'm glad that you brought that into that. Definitely, definitely. And when you do uh, uh, support a child, don't differentiate, not in front of the child. Mm-hmm. You, you, mm. you. You support that child as a family member. The thing, too, also just going back to the Philadelphia Health Conference, before I get to my last question, the thing that really stood out for me, um, Mom, I felt like, okay, it was one thing because you were supporting me and supporting my dreams um, and being there for me and assisting me in the process. I needed the help, and you definitely filled um, avoid the where I needed help. Um, but I think it felt like you interacting with so many different people also sort of, I felt like it opened your eyes a little bit. Would you agree with me? Oh, definitely. I, I know there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes of organizations, but to see the community come together and support each other it was such, it was, I'm going to say the bomb. That's my term, <laughs> the bomb. It was awesome. That's a little old right now, but we ain't going to get it. I know, I know. <laughs> but that's my word. I'm not going to lose it. It was the bomb. Okay. It was an explosion. It, it, to see, oh, my God, the businesses, the information mm. being given. People, everybody just supporting each other and speaking to each other one on one. It was so. Would you recommend that, I, that parents go to these conferences? Like this is something they should do earlier on. Please, it might help. I say, please do. Please mm. attend and attend with your child. Mm. Mm. I mean. I, I haven't been back, but I want to go back. And remember, we mm-hmm. were saying, oh, we could do this every year. I but know. I think there was a breakdown in the organization, too. But we have to keep these things up. Yeah. If you're not involved, try to get involved. Mm. Get involved, especially if your child is involved and in community, my daughter, she was part of a comedy uh, uh, rotation. I, I attend, and 
they have so many people just out there truly finding, trying to find themselves. And sometimes just a smile from you will help them. Mm. Mm -mm. So my last question um, is, I I know, I think I asked you this one time um, years ago, and I think you mentioned some stuff, but what books or articles or things did you read to help you navigate the last 25 years as a parent of a trans child? who's now an adult, um, over the years, even from the beginning when we first started this journey, Mom, um, is there anything you can think about or recommend to any uh, parents out there in terms of helpful reading or shows or anything, programs? I'm going to say this. Journal your own experience. That. That helped me. When I was in college, I wrote a paper about my experience with Katrina, which is not necessarily we went to the same college, truth, but, <laughs> but it was my truth. Yes, and, and we I were in the same class <laughs> in the same class. <laughs> that was fun. That was good times. And um, I wrote a paper on my experience with Katrina. And that helped me a lot because I look back on certain experience that I thought I had forgot, but it started channeling different things we went through. And sometimes, uh, it's not sorted out clear until you have it on paper. So I would suggest that. Start there. Because mm. nobody can tell your story like you can tell your story. And, and, and you can join groups and you can read books. But for me, it was my own experience with my daughter. And I appreciate the way she has brought me around into what she's involved in. And I continue to support her. And even when I'm telling the stories of her young life as a male, I still refer to her as a girl. You do. That's how I keep it in the forefront of reality now. Even though I didn't recognize her as a girl, she was a girl then. Mm. Was already evolved. So don't let anybody tell you anything. And if somebody in my family say, oh, he, no. She, I don't get yeah. indignant or anything, but I'll say, Mm-mm. yes, she's so-and-so. And then they come around. So if, if you're the major support of your child. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. 
Well, we just going to have to end right there because we is almost up on our time. But, Ma, that was so amazing. Um, I I love you. I love I you love what? so much. <laughs> <laughs> and we might have to do this again because I really feel like you just have a special hidden talent for talking to the masses. Okay. I, I like I I like to talk my truth and I thank you for this opportunity for talking my truth and whoever it may help I'm open to um, more I'm open to more as long as the the curiosity the learning uh, uh, experiences out there I'm open so you're welcome to invite me back. I will, I will. Um, If there's anybody out there who's going through these issues, who needs help, um, there are definitely resources out there you can reach out to. Um, There are places you can go. I know the Trans uh, Lifeline, I believe it's called, um, is one of them. And there are many others. Um, Just inbox me, and I will try to send you what I know. Um, This is it for this part one. Yes? We got 40 seconds, Mom. Go ahead. Can I get an email address? Which one? My email. Yes, go ahead, Mama. You got 30 seconds. Q-U-E-E-N-A-F-R-I-E-S-S at gmail.com. Queen Afriess. Now, just be careful because we do get listeners in other countries. So don't be emailing my mom with no BS nonsense neither. I just had to put that out there. (laughs) But in the light of everything, stay black, stay blessed. Blessings.